Welcome back in. Here we are. For all the money, glory, and balls, this is Rolling Fat. Final pot of the year, so I think I'm going to use this platform for some shout-outs. Not just to start off, but throughout the recording. I figured this is a good time to look back and give some ups, because just like the NFL, only two teams can be in the big game and only one can win it. So, give love elsewhere. Shout-out all the donations from the nine people not getting any money back this year. Better here than in that 200-year-old woven basket that they hand you at church. Last week, we highlighted a few of the fantasy games and no NFL games. Uh, Getting down to the end here, so I expect to make a similar move today. Shout out last week of high school, just cruised to the finish line. In the first semifinal matchup, Jay took on Dave. Um, As of the last recording, Dave already had Stephon Diggs lay a big stinker. Shout out Amber Heard. And Puka Nukua go absolutely ballistic against the Saints. Shout out Beelzebub. The rest of the weekend was much of the same in this matchup. Jay's team stayed steady and had explosive weeks from Jameer Gibbs, as well as the Dolphins kicker Jason Sanders. Shout out Ray Finkel and Lois Einhorn. Ace Ventura progressive beyond its time. Dave, on the other hand, did not have enough of his bigs names showed up when it mattered. Dave had almost everything he could do to. Good thing he pulled Purdy ahead of time in lieu of Jalen Hurts because the slaughtering could have been much, much worse. As Purdy played poorly and only mustered up just over two fantasy points on the week. On the other side of the bracket, I took on John. I think I have a, do have a personal shout-out here. Shout-out Amari Cooper, MVP of Week 16 Fantasy, and in perfect Amari fashion, he is unable to play Week 17. What the fuck? As we highlighted last pod, this matchup was impacted a lot by the two biggest games as John's Debo and Miami defense were underwhelming, and the combination of Dak, CD, and McCaffrey were enough to make up for the absolute duds of DJ Moore, Taysom, Packers D, Dustin Hopkins, and Gainwell, who scored a combined 17.9 between the five of them. Oh, and, you know, Amari, of course. So, you know, shout out to them. Shout out John for not taking that trade to get Amari when I offered it to you earlier this season. John could have made some moves to get this one closer, but without me making a misstep somewhere else in my lineup, Amari and crew carry me to the chip. Should have seen it coming. He was playing the long game the whole time. Wait until the very end of the season just to win the second to last week and avoid the balls altogether. Galaxy brain level thinking there. Tom sadly scored his second lowest total in the year in one of the biggest games of the year. The other ball semifinals matchup was Kyle and Mike where Kyle saved his best stuff for this week. Scoring a season high 155. Shout out matchups. Happy Kai. Fuck. Behind an absolute insane weeks from Brees Hall, Amon Ross St. Brown, Justin Jefferson, Kyle avoided the ball showdown, but asked if he could still stick around for a sniff anyway. That brings us to week 17. In the matchup for the almighty balls, Mike will be taking on Tom. Now, at the time of I am writing this, Mike has yet to replace Nick Mullins, currently benched, and has some other questionable starts to things going on that only he could explain. But just like always, I do give you fellas a heads up on anything out of whack when I review the um, lineups. Shout out Mike's sister. I don't know. Just felt right. Other than that, Tom will still appear to have a double-digit lead in the expected point total going into Sunday. Another shout out, Mike's charity work in reference to Nick Chubb's ESPN fantasy stats. He knows how hard Chubb worked to get on a fantasy roster, and goddammit, who cares if he will never walk again? Mike is going to keep him on his made-up team's imaginary bench. Hero. Second biggest matchup of the weekend is for the third place and their entry free back in their pockets. The two biggest losers from last week, Dave and John, are showing off in this one. 
I would say this matchup, you know, has some bad blood between the two, but that couldn't be further from the truth as they are both probably direct descendants of the Third Reich. This is going to be a tight one as the original projected scores show John with a slight advantage of a point or so and has had that backed up slightly as Najoku had another great night and outperformed his expectations by three points. Luckily, luckily for these guys, there will be very minimal suspense as all the players will be done by the end of the 4 o'clock window of games. In that late slot, John will have T. Higgins going for his third straight explosive week and the first one in which John starts him for. Davey, on the other hand, will have Rasheed Rice for the Chiefs, who was on a mini heater of his own up until last week where he underperformed against the streaking Raiders team. John will also have a kicker and defense going in the late slot as well, but they don't project to you know, swing the outcome of the matchup too much, as especially not as much as those two receivers do for both the teams. Dave, once again, will be zoned in on the birds as he has the Hurts-Swift stack, but also has the emerging tight end, Trey McBride. McBride has had four weeks on the season scoring 15 or more fantasy points, and with the Eagles' propensity to give updates like that to the position, it could be a fun one for Dave to watch as the Eagles are expected to run Swift, Hurts, and even Gamewell constantly in this matchup. No need to be cute there. The Cardinals have a tough time stopping the run, and they are inferior. Slam it down their throat. Shout out Lexington Steele. And keep the thing going. The fun one on John's side is the Bucks versus Saints. John has had the two primary running backs in this one with Kamara and White, both primed for huge days as the two teams need to keep their name in playoff contention. For the Bucks and Saints, I would expect similar game plans in being pass-heavy against good run-stopping defenses. Typically, this would take touches away from the running back position, but as I noted, I think week one, uh, receptions are two and a half times more valuable a touch than any running attempt. And neither of these running backs leave the field during passing situations. So these two combined are currently marked for 31 points on the week. But if this gets into a shootout territory, shout out Compton, either one of these guys could touch that amount themselves. And finally, the championship between myself and Jay. Sadly, much of the scoring in this matchup has already occurred as we both had two pieces in the Lions-Cowboys matchup. I had Dak and CD who scored a combined 60, which was 14 points over their expected, while Jay had Gibbs and Ferguson totaling 10.1 or 14.2 under their expected. So what was originally slated as a 10-point advantage in my favor is now looking like a 38.1. But it's fantasy, and anything can happen, especially when Jay has Tyree Kill in a must-win game with Jalen Waddle out. Hill, Mahomes, and Puka Nakua are all guys who have shown the ability to light it up and could easily have weeks that put Jay right back in it. Just like the last matchup, no players will really be involved in the Sunday night game as the Packers take on the Vikings. But the late slate does hold a little more weight in this one. I will have Jalen Warren filling in for injured, sick, whatever the fuck Jacobs is. Shout out Josh Jacobs, baiting me into trading for you and then never playing again. I'll also have Gerald Everett filling in for Taysom Hill as the Saints offense is baffling and refuses to give the ball to him, even when him being on the field has proven to be more effective than the goth boy Derek Carr. Shout out Hot Topic for Carr's wardrobe. For Jay, he is the last hope of Mahomes at 425 versus the Bengals in a game where Mahomes really needs to show up. Like I said before, Jay has the horses to get the comeback, but holding that last ace card to be played at the end will keep him on the edge of his seat all Sunday. Lockett's also playing later in the day, but once again, will account for much less of the total when it's all said and done compared to Mahomes. In other games on the week, the fifth and sixth matchup will be between the Knicks, Tits and Co. Shout out Ass and Vagina as they would be a part of the Co in that equation. 
Tits is looking for a good amount of redemption here as he currently stands at 0-2 versus Nikki Coe on this season with an average score of 112-95. to 7th and 8th place matchup, Kyle Bitch versus Jimmy in a repeat of the Tiger Tussle. The current head-to-head standings are one apiece with Jimmy, Jimmy averaging 98 to a 93.5 victory. Ninth and 10th place matchup, E versus Rex in the maybe try a yarmulke? Hebrew Bowl sponsored by Bosley Hair Transplants. In the only matchup this year, E took the win by a score of 133 to 106, which marked E's highest score of the season. Final shout-outs. You fellas, for giving me your ear for however long it is you can take my standalone voice on a weekly basis. Football. Because I love it. Shout-out the word fuck for being half of Kyle's vocabulary and a great filler word in these podcasts. Shout-out boobs. We love them. Shout-out my wife for allowing me multiple hours every weekend unbothered so my children can make it past the age of four. Shout-out boys being boys and having fun with this whole league. Catch you guys around the NFL draft. Good luck, everyone, today. Love you. Keep rolling.